This is the Make Dementia Your Bitch podcast, where I explain how caregivers can lovingly respond to confusing or challenging behaviors and reconnect with family members living with dementia. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes and is no substitute for medical advice or care. everybody and welcome to episode 54 caregiver vibes affect cooperation in people living with dementia i am recording this in the true hilton in tallahassee florida i'm on my way for a family vacation and my son is getting married on sunday july 31st and at the end of the podcast I have a special offer for all of you to celebrate my son's wedding. Okay, let's get started. I'm Rita Jablonski, and I'm the host of Make Dementia Your Bitch. And today's podcast is going to sound a bit woo-woo, but I think you will find it helpful. What do I mean by vibes? Funny thing, we have specialized nerves in our bodies that can feel vibrations. I can examine what is called vibratory sense by taking a tuning fork, tapping on it, and gently placing it behind someone's ears or on their wrists and fingertips, and even on their lower legs and feet. People who have diabetes, for example, and who have nerve damage from the diabetes often lose this vibratory sense in their lower legs. Even when a tuning fork no longer appears to vibrate, you can place it in a glass of water and watch the water splash all over the place. People can feel the vibration from a tuning fork long after it no longer appears to be moving. When I talk about a person's vibrations, I know We aren't tuning forks, but we all possess our own personal energy. There are people who brighten up a room just walking into it. They have this uplifting energy and you feel good being in their presence. There are others who brighten up the room as soon as they leave it. In fact, I lived with a person like this for years, my first husband. He was pretty upbeat when we first got married, but when life got complicated, when the children started arriving and he was facing more challenges at work, he became extremely negative and pessimistic. It was draining to be around him. I would walk into the house in a fantastic mood and within 15 minutes, of listening to his negative comments and complaints about everything, I found myself becoming increasingly angry and irritable, and then I would get argumentative. I also started to notice how his low vibes were affecting our children, especially our youngest, who was beginning to mimic the pessimism and negativism of his father. Long story short, my husband's low vibes and yucky energy 
helped to drain the life out of our marriage and we eventually divorced. Okay, you're thinking, that's nice. What does this have to do with dementia care? Surprisingly, quite a bit. In the case of spousal caregivers, I often see the caregiving spouse go into nurse or caregiver mode and out of spouse mode. The two are not mutually exclusive, but some care partners, without even realizing it, get focused on the care part and stop treating their spouse like a partner. The energy for caregiver and the energy for spouse are different. In the mild to early moderate stages, the person living with dementia may feel the shift and the shift may result in depression, in anger, or in extreme cases, accusations of infidelity. The person living with dementia is feeling the shift, maybe even on an unconscious level, and may start acting out with behaviors, especially with care refusals. Other ways your vibes can affect the caregiving dynamic is when you may be feeling exhausted, stressed, or upset, and you don't need to be feeling this way about your family member. You may be pissed off about something that happened at work, and then you come home and start to interact with your family member and it goes to shit. You are getting more arguments, less cooperation, and this just spirals into an awful interaction. Now, I'm not telling you this to make you feel badly. I just want to bring this to your attention. When I work with people living with dementia in nursing homes, and I still work directly with nursing home residents as part of one of my Centers for Medicare and Medicaid projects, I have to constantly keep an eye on my energy. I have taught this technique to the nurses who work on my projects, and they, in turn, are teaching the nursing home employees. And now, I'm going to explain the techniques to you. But, before I do, I want to explain the low vibes and high vibes that I keep mentioning. Low vibes are how you feel when you are tired, sick, stressed, angry, or anxious. Think of low vibes as an emotional hangover, except you didn't drink. Here's what I mean. A couple of months ago, I attended my niece's wedding in New Jersey with my family, and my family can party. I got caught up in the partying and drank more than I should have. The next day, I felt horrible. Headache, brain fog, nausea. It took a ton of energy to simply pack up my suitcase. I felt so yucky, I asked my daughter's boyfriend to drive us back to the Philly airport. When I experience low vibes, I don't feel my energetic best. Just I don't feel my physical best after a night of partying. Physical illness can also lower one's vibes too. High vibes are how you feel when you are calm and confident. When you have had a good night's sleep or when you are feeling excited and happy about an upcoming event. When you feel happy or content 
or peaceful or grateful, you are vibrating at a higher frequency. Physical health is an important contributor to higher vibes too. How do you keep your vibes high? Even in difficult caregiver caregiving situations. After the break, I will give you some strategies. Okay, let's talk about strategies to keep your vibe high. First, nutrition is important for healthy high vibes. Try to eat five servings a day of fresh fruit and veggies. If fresh fruit and veggies are not an option due to cost or other reasons, go for frozen, then for canned. I keep frozen fruit in my freezer for breakfast smoothies when I'm in a rush or the fruit is no longer in season. Fruit and veggies are important for brain health and heart health, and heart and brain health are related. Another nutritional idea is to follow the Mediterranean diet. No, this, a, this does not mean eating at Greek restaurants or exclusively eating Greek food. The Mediterranean diet has been shown to be both heart healthy and supportive of brain health. The Mediterranean diet is based on whole grains, minimally processed foods, lean protein, fat from plant sources like olives, and you guessed, plenty of fruit and vegetables. Second, daily movement is important to keep your vibe high. Doesn't matter how you move, walking, riding a bike, running up and down the stairs, it doesn't matter. Ideally, movement in nature, like a walk in green space or through a local park, helps to clear the mind too. Another important way to keep your vibe high is to be present in the moment. You may be thinking, what in the world is that? This is something I struggle with personally. I'm either replaying stuff from the past or thinking about the future. Being a caregiver can mess with being in the present because you are constantly trying to be proactive and head off problems before they happen. Some tools that can help you balance the need to be proactive while staying present in the moment is breathing. Breathing is the only bodily function that is under both automatic and voluntary control. Breathing also hijacks the vagus nerve, which is an important nerve that plays a major role in stress reactions and flight versus fight reactions when you feel upset or angry. When you stop and take three to five deep, slow breaths, you can lower your heart rate and derail feelings of stress and anxiety. When I am working with a person living with dementia in the clinic and that person is showing signs of anger or anxiety, I whip out my stethoscope and listen to their lungs. As I move the stethoscope around their back, I instruct them to take deep, slow breaths. I have stopped many a difficult moment in the clinic using this technique. It's also a technique I have taught paramedics and EMTs who have attended some of my training sessions as a way to derail anxiety or refusal behavior when they go out on a call. 
Daily meditation is another strategy to keep your vibe high and to help you be present in the moment. Now, when I say daily meditation, there are people who are very spiritual, like my mom, and they spend several minutes a day saying the rosary, praying, going to church services. That's a type of meditation. That counts. I'm lazy, though. I use an app called Calm to help me with my meditation. I happen to guided meditations, but you may prefer sitting in a quiet place for 10 minutes and listening to a YouTube recording of Tibetan chimes or nature sounds. You may prefer sitting in a calm place and reading spiritual passages and thinking about those passages. Whatever works for you. Personally, when I'm on vacation, I often find a quiet place near the ocean or lake and sit for 10 minutes and listen to nature as part of my meditation practice. Other ways to keep your vibe high include access to support groups, which offers a safe place to vent and to get tips from others. By the way, if you are part of a support group, I love to speak to support groups and do short presentations or simply answer questions. If you are part of a support group and you'd like to have a virtual meeting with me, drop me an email. My email is in the show notes. Some people, though, don't like support groups, and that's okay. Just make sure you have someone that you feel good talking to who keeps your vibe high. It may be a sibling, a best friend, or a therapist. Therapists are a great idea if your relationship with the person living with dementia was challenging pre-dementia. Caregiving, unfortunately, brings out old but still difficult family dynamics. Gratitude is a strong way to keep the vibe high. You may be thinking, things are a bitch right now. What do I possibly have to be grateful for? Start small. Maybe you are grateful for a great cup of coffee and a few minutes of morning quiet. Maybe you are grateful for your adult children or an amazing spouse. Personally, I'm grateful for my mom, siblings, adult children, good friends, Amir of the Pandemic Puppy, and Gandalf. Gandalf the Gray is my 14-year-old cat who loves to curl up on my keyboard when I try to record podcasts. And right now, Hong is taking care of Gandalf. So Hong, thank you very much for staying at my house and making sure Gandalf is okay. If you attend any of my free webinars, Gandalf usually makes an appearance by walking past the camera and sitting in my lap. Another way to keep your vibe high, and this is a challenge for many caregivers, is planned breaks, planned respite, and planned time off. Look for respite programs. Many faith communities offer daily respite programs for people living with dementia. In one of my previous episodes, and I think it was either the high 30s or low 40s, I interviewed Daphne Johnston, who has been instrumental in developing respite programs. Check out the show notes for that episode for links to respite programs. Another option is to check out assisted living facilities to see if they offer weekend or short-term respite services. 
Some will care for your family member with dementia for a short time period, which allows you to go away for several days. Finally, realistic expectations are important to help you keep your vibe high. One of my favorite expressions, and it comes from my days working in a state-supported university where we were considered government employees, is good enough for government work. No, this doesn't mean half-assing something. It is a way to avoid the perfectionist trap. Another one of my favorite sayings is, it's not done, it's due. In academia, I've watched faculty spend years writing a grant and never submitting the proposal because it wasn't good enough. Or dicking around with the manuscript instead of just hitting the submit button. I've fallen into those traps too. There comes a point where you just have to let it go and see what happens. Nothing will ever be perfect. I find typos and mistakes all the time in my blogs and newsletters, even after I have repeatedly proofread them. Oh, same with caregiving. There is no such thing as perfection, just good enough caregiving. You do your best and let some things go. Your dad won't change out of his pajamas this morning? Fine. He can sit in his pajamas for now. Your 85-year-old diabetic wife is upset because she wants ice cream? Fine. She can have it today. You literally pick your battles. And, speaking of battles, I am putting together an updated version of my Confident and Competent Dementia Caregiving Program that will go live in mid-August. And this time, I will have a lot more pre-recorded stuff. So the weekly group coaching sessions will be opportunities for Q&A. Stay tuned for details. Also, I'm excited to announce that the Kindle version of my book, Make Dementia Your Bitch, will be available at 50% starting Monday, July 25th through Sunday, July 31st. I am offering this promotion as a celebration of my son Mark's wedding this Sunday in Bradenton, Florida. If you are a podcast listener and you would like to meet up for a cup of coffee in the Bradenton area, send me an email. Hopefully we can find some place that allows dogs because Amira is my constant companion when I'm on vacation. I'll be in Bradenton until August 7th. If you are struggling with dementia behaviors and would like one-on-one -on -one coaching, send me an email. I do have some spots available. Thank you so much for listening, and let's go forth and make dementia our bitch. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Please rate and review on your favorite podcast platform so other dementia caregivers can find this podcast. If you are a caregiver for someone with dementia and need help understanding and dealing with these behaviors, please contact me. You can find me on Facebook, Make Dementia Your Bee, or email me, info at makedementiayourbitch.com.